0: real quick. Joshua chapter 1. If you've got your Bible, I'll tell you what I want you to do. It's going to be on the screen, but if you've got your Bible, uh, I want you to uh, open it up to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to come down here come on, get real up close and personal with y'all. Maybe some of that Holy Ghost spirit will fly out when I'm preaching. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I had two or three different messages I could have preached that were ready, sealed, and and perfectly straightened up, ready just to read off the sheet. And God spoke this to me about an hour before service. And I want to read more verses than normal, but Bear with me. Just going to focus on a couple of them, about four of them. I want you to, uh, each time I'm going to tell you, if you've got your Bibles, who has their Bibles? It's okay if you don't, but who has their Bible open? If you've got something to write with, make a little asterisk beside the verses that I tell you. Starting in verse one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses's minister saying, "Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give to thee, to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place, hallelujah! Yes, come on, boy. That verse gets me. Yes. Every place, put an asterisk beside that. That the sole of your feet shall tread upon. That." have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. For the wilderness under this leaven, even unto the great river of the river Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, and under the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coasts. Put an asterisk beside this one. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you. Hallelujah. Nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall you divide. For an inheritance the land. Which I swear unto their fathers. To give them. The national side this one. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou may observe and do. All the law. Which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right. Or to the left. That you may. Prosper. Whithersoever thou goest, put an asterisk beside this one. The book, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way what prosperous. Amen. And then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Put an asterisk beside this one. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and commanded the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days you shall over, pass over this Jordan to possess the land which the Lord gives to thee, as a possess, to possess it. And to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember, put an answer beside this one. This is the last verse. Remember the word of the Lord which Moses, thy servant, the Lord commanded you, saying, The Lord your God has given you what? Christ. Has given you what? Rest. And has given you the land. And I just want to talk about five promises. You might be saying, all of them scriptures will be here all night. No, just bear with me. Five promises of God to the people of God. How many knows that when God says something, He means it? How many knows that when God promises something, He's not slack concerning His promises toward us? But He that has promised is faithful. And how many believes that every promise in the book belongs to you and I? Oh, that's a weak amen. I said, how many believes, I'm not talking about you say it because you're a Christian, but how many of you believe that every promise that God made in his word belongs to you and, and I in Christ Jesus? And I just want us to look at this as we focus just a few minutes on these promises. Me and Mariah started a little Bible study, uh, Bible reading plan. And I read through the book of Joshua uh, not too long ago. My Lord, let me tell you something. In the face of adversity, church, when everything around us says that we can't make it, and this world's in the shape that it's in, I'm thankful that I've got a God that can take us through. And he said... That I've given you the land to possess it and if you'll follow me and you'll go according to my word I promise you these things and I'll help you possess the promised land. I don't know about y'all but I would really like to possess the promised land. I would really like to walk in the promises of God. I would really like to walk in victory over sin. I would really like to walk in blessings. I would really like to walk in what God has for me. Let me tell you something. They may say that that promised land only refers to heaven, but I believe that we can have the promises of God here on earth. I believe we can experience God's presence and joy unspeakable and full of glory we can see it in our churches we can see it in our family our family doesn't have to be depressed oppressed and and, and every other press it, it, your family can be prosperous in jesus not in money when you talk about prospering and i'll get to that that don't just mean money but how many knows you can prosper in the joy of the lord how many knows you can prosper in victory and deliverance God will give you these things to your family, to your house. He will do it for you. And there's five promises in these scriptures that stood up to me. The first one, this is good. The first one is, and I I gave some scriptures to Tim to put up. God promises to bless your faith in Him. God promises to bless your faith in Him. Now, faith in God, that's the epitome of Christianity, right? We're supposed to have faith. We're supposed to walk by faith. We're supposed to trust God. And we're supposed to believe Him for things. But I believe that much of the church, one of the major problems in the church, the reason we don't see the gifts of the Spirit moving like they should, the reason that we we don't see uh, things happening in the church like we should, or even in our personal life, the reason we're not experiencing things uh, that that God talks about in His Word is because there's a wrong object of faith. Our faith is in self. Or our faith, whether we realize it or not, is in the evening or the morning news. Uh, when you hear about, oh, this is going to happen or this bad thing going to happen. Or, oh, there's going to be another variant or there's going to uh, be a nuclear war attack on the United States or whatever it is. Our faith can be put in those things and it can tear us to pieces. But I don't serve a God that speaks through the morning news. I said, I don't serve a God that speaks through CNN and Fox and OAN and, and Newsmax and all that. But I serve a God that speaks through His Word. And He said that I will be with my people. I will deliver my people. I will not fail you. I will not I'll be with you. And if God said it, then I believe it and that settles it. I'm not banking my faith on anything this world says. I'm not putting my uh, trust in anything that maybe comes from Washington. Washington, D.C., yeah, we need to obey the government. We need to do all the things, pay our taxes, whatever yeah. the case. Oh, we need to do pay this much and owe this much. But the only one that I owe is God. And the yeah. only one that I'm yeah. going to put my faith in is nobody but the Lord. Yeah. You know what he said? If you put your faith in me, yeah. then you'll see the impossible. That's what he said. He said, if you can believe. All things, not some things, but all things are possible. All things are possible. And he said that in verse 3. He said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, Joshua, that I have given unto you. Now, wait a minute. Joshua watched his people perish in the wilderness. He watched all three million, I'm talking about three, close to three million people in Israel perished in the wilderness. Why did they perish? Well, they said that there was giants in the land. They said that there was fortresses, walled cities. They said that the people were great. They gave, and they said, and besides that, if we were to put ourselves against them, we're like grasshoppers in our side, not their side. Our side, we're like grasshoppers. But out of all those things that I just made, you want to know why God said they didn't make it into the promised land? Because of unbelief. Yeah. Unbelief. Yeah. That's one reason unbelief but there was two of them I'm talking about two out of three million God don't need a lot he's just looking for somebody that will believe him and put faith in him that's all he's looking for and the Bible says Caleb when the twelve spies came back they heard this evil report but Caleb looked at it and the Bible says he stealed the people well, I'll tell you what, that's what we need. Amen. You want to know why you need to come to church? Because hopefully you've got a pastor mm-hmm. that's like Caleb and wants to steal the people. Yeah, Amen. And he said, it's true. There's giants in the land. Come on. He said, it's true. There's fortresses. There's cities. There's armies. And we might be small. Come on, honey. But... God has given us the land. He said, yeah, all that might be true. But I believe that God told us he would take us to a promised land. And I believe that he's going to do it. And they said, well, how are you going to do it, Caleb? He said, I don't know how we're going to do it. But I'll tell you this. God said it and we are well able to go and take the land. Church, if God be for you. I said, if God be for you. Who can be against you? God blesses your faith in Him. If you can trust Him. If you can depend on Him. Every step you take might be a step of unsurety. You might not know where the next one's going to land. But God said where the soles of your feet go. If you're walking in faith. I will bless it. I will be with you. And I've given you the land. Somebody claim it and say amen. Y'all got to get this. He said, every place, every place where the sole of your feet treads, I've done giving it to you. Huh? He said, I've already paid for it. All you've got to do is go get it. All you've got to do is reach out your hand and take it. Ma, ma, ma. When they drop that axe, In the river where they were cutting down trees. Where's my piece of wood? Uh, Where's my piece of wood? Where's here's my. They dropped the axe in the river. The prophet said, "What are we gonna do?" Here was an axe, and the bad part is it was borrowed. And Elijah came, and the Bible says that God showed him a stick. Uh He got that stick, and it was fitly cut. And he cast it into the water. You know what that stick was? It was the top of Calvary's Cross. And do you know what happened at Calvary's Cross? Jesus paid for every need that you'll ever face. He paid for your healing. He paid for your breakthrough. He prayed for your deliverance. He he paid for everything you'll ever have need of. And all of a sudden, that accent. Begin to swim, the Bible says. Now this is an iron axe Y'all think of this. This is really how it happened. It began to swim toward that stick that Elijah, Elisha threw in the waters. And all of a sudden, it began to connect to that stick. And Elisha and that prophet turned eyes. And Elisha said, what are you doing? Now it's your turn to reach out your hand. Y'all gotta get this. He said, reach out your hand and take it. And that, the Bible says he reached out his hand and got that axe head and took it, and all of a sudden his problems were solved. Church, you can reach out your hand by faith tonight and receive everything you need in Jesus. My, my, my. Reach out your hand. Reach out your hand and take it. Every step. Y'all gotta believe this. God's going with you every step. He said, every step you take, I've given it to you. Oh. He said, my, 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 Joy, I'm so, I mean, uh, uh, Judy, I'm so proud of you. Uh, and David, I'm so proud of y'all for having the pew full tonight. Are y'all proud of you for having the pew full yeah, yeah. <sighs> Some of y'all are saying, I want to see my family come in. I want to see them come in. Well, yeah, I can promise you one thing. And I'm glad I, I, I'm glad each of y'all not saying you're not saved. I, I believe maybe all of y'all are saved. I don't know anybody's heart. But uh, you might say, well, ha, what am I going to do? How am I going to get my family to come? Well, I can guarantee you that Gina yeah. didn't sit on her hands and wait for them to move. But she said, why don't y'all come to church tonight? Why don't y'all come? It's a step. It's a step. And when you take a step in faith, God will bless your faith in Him. He promised it in His on, Word to His people. He said, Joshua, every place, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, I've given it to you. Huh. There said of mother that gave her daughter away to somebody I went to school with. And his family, his heritage was preachers and pastors. But I talked to this young man in school, and he didn't want to have anything to do with church. He was done sick, sick of it. Burnout. He lost his grandfather. He just was burned out. He'd been to a church and hurt some things that, you know, probably would hurt my feelings too. And he said, I don't want anything to do with it. And Casey and I'll say the names because I'm proud. Casey and Caitlin are married about two years ago? A year and a half? Last year. Last year. Probably right around this time. Yep. Yes. I went to the wedding. And about six months ago, I was singing in a temper Bible. Violet come to me every day and I would ask her, I'd say, is Casey in church? Caitlin got and Got in church. And she would say, I would say, is Casey in church? And she said, No, but I'm praying for it. I'm believing for it. And I was in that tent revival. And we were singing, and the preacher started preaching. And all of a sudden, I looked over there, and Casey had his head in his hands, and he was crying. Dad went over to Casey and said, Casey, what are you waiting for? He stood up and gave his heart to Jesus. Not only that, but it gets better. He's preaching for the second time this coming Sunday. Every step, every place that you step, every step of faith that you take. You might be a mother-in-law that's one to see your uh, son-in-law saved. Or you might be one to see your family saved. Or whatever it is, take a step of faith in their direction and bring them to Jesus. Every step. God said He's given it to you. He's given you the land. No matter what is in front of you, God blesses faith in Him. This is a promise. This is something when God makes a promise, the Bible says that He holds His word in higher esteem than His name. Meaning, well, you know what? If, if a person, don't mean Grandma was talking, people don't stick to their word nowadays. Y'all, have y'all noticed that? And what's that old saying? If you don't have your word, you don't have anything. And that's the same way with God. If his word failed, then what in this world would his name mean? That's why you don't need to go around using his name without getting in his word. And he said if, if, if he said he holds his word in higher and in, in Psalms, a higher esteem than his name. That means if God promises something, if he says it in his word, he means it. Every place the sole of your feet shall tread in faith, trusting God. He will bless it. Jesus said, if thou canst believe, if you can just believe, all things, all things, not some things. Say it with me. All things are possible unto him that believes. Somebody shout amen. 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 All the next one. That was the first one, verse 3. The next one, we're going to go to verse number 5. This is good. Somebody say, this is good. This is really good right here. It is impossible. Let's stop. The second promise. God will never fail. That's right. can This is to you all. Everybody listen. Listen on Facebook. Listen right now. God will never fail you. Never fail you. Amen. And besides that, it is Impossible for God to fail you. That's right. Now we can fail ourselves. Has anybody ever failed Amen. yourself? Amen. Amen. We can fail ourselves. We can get ourselves into a whole lot of bad messes. Yeah. But as long as we're walking in faith with the Lord, Amen. we can trust. This is a very listen, on, this is Come powerful. On. God cannot fail you. Amen. It's against his very nature. Do you want to know something? This is, I always heard these words all my life when I was growing up, these three words, and I never knew what they meant, but I knew every preacher that got to preaching, he was going to utter them out. He'd say, God's omnipotent, God's, God's omnipresent, and God is omniscient. Come on, come on. And everybody in the church would clap their hands, but probably nobody on earth knew what those words meant. And if come anybody on. wants to break them down for me now, you'd be the first one to take it. Omnipotent means that word omni means all. And potent, what's that mean? Power. God is all powerful. This is something that you need to get this. Not only is God all-powerful, but God is all omnipresent. All present. This is a powerful truth if you can grab onto it tonight. God is all powerful. And he's all present. Yeah. What does all present mean? He's present today. He's present yesterday. And he's present tomorrow. He's, I'm, not, I'm not meaning he'll be there when it comes. He's already there. Yeah, he he's not going to be in tomorrow when tomorrow happens. God is already in tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And not only is he with me. He's with Rita. Uh-huh. The not me. only is he with Rita, but he's with Tim too, believe it or not. Somebody will stick with Tim all the time. Can you believe it? And not only is he with Tim, but Trish, he's with you. He's all powerful, he's all present, and omniscient. He's all knowing. Some of y'all might think you know everything, but you don't. God's the only one that knows everything. And you know what's funny? The devil is none of those. Y'all got to get this. The devil is none of those. He lies and says he is. But he's not all-powerful. Who holds all power? Jesus holds all power. And this is a good one that a lot of Christians don't realize. The devil has no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. He's only—he's not all present. He's not. And you know something? There's only one Satan. There's only one devil. A whole lot of demons. One devil. Some of y'all might say, yeah, I know some of those demons. One Satan. Y'all got to get this. And he's also not only, he's not all present, he's not all powerful, and he's not all knowing. You know, the Bible says that the wicked dig the hole and they set their own trap and fall in it. How many knows that when God comes at you with another trap, when when the devil comes at you with another trial, another mountain, God's using that to set a trap for the devil. Because God knows. I said God knows. And He cannot, back to the point, God will not and cannot fail you. It is impossible. It's against His nature. The Bible says that it, it's to, to know to do good and to not do it is sin. Well, do you think that God, if, if you're His child and if you're walking in faith, and if He knows that this is good for you but He don't do it, that goes against God's very Word. Okay. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 that he works all things together for the good. I said for the good. He don't fail you. He don't let you down. But it's against His nature to fail you. Against His nature to not do good. God is good. There's nothing in Him that's not good. So that means everything, every step you take with God, every way you go with God, He will not fail you. And He will work it together for your good. That means in this next trial that you face, yeah, there's going to be another one. I'm sorry to to let you down. In this next mountain, that you have to climb If you'll go at it with Jesus He will not fail you He will not let you down But he will be there to bring you through Because he said it I believe he's going to do it Somebody say amen You can't fail It's impossible for God to fail It's against his nature He's all known You need to wrap your hand around that Get, get this idea of, of it'll, it'll, it'll help you with fear it really will to help you with an anxiety if you'll start to realize that God knows. He already knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. He knows what's going to happen. He's there already. The third one, God promises to never be absent. Absolutely, amen. Huh. Never Let me tell you something about my dad. Come on, come on. Y'all might think he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, come on. But in his senior year of high school, you know how many days of school he missed? <laughs> three. Time, three times, <laughs> times 50. A hundred days of school. I'll excuse is. They'd call on that roll and they'd say, Mickey, present. Tim, present. This person, present. They'd say, Jerry, absent. Absent. Absent again. You could almost count on dad missing every Friday. You could count on it. The, the teacher said that if Jerry comes on a Friday, we'll have a party. Uh, <laughs> Kevin knows that's not true. You went to school with him, didn't you? He's the same grade. You know about it. And he said he came one day, and no joke, the teacher threw a party because he did it. He did it because he said he would do it. But you could count on dad not being there. He was absent. And there's some people that I can think of right now. That when the dust settles, they're nowhere to be found. Come on, come on. But there's something about God, He's never caught absent. But every time you are in the middle of a storm, every time you're going through another trial, every time you're facing another demon, every time you're facing another spirit of oppression, of depression, of anxiety, whatever it is, God is right there with you. He never leaves you. He will never be away from you. He said that I will not fail you. And he said in verse 5, I will not forsake you. He said, have I not commanded you, in verse 9, be strong and of a good courage, don't be afraid. Wherever you go, if you make your bed in hell, I will be with you. God said, wherever you go, he's right there with you. He's right there. He's never absent. He's never absent. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You can have God in every place you go. Yeah, we come to church to gather and to worship God and to worship Him in His presence. And the Bible says, "Forsake not the assembling together of yourselves and other Don't uh, take that uh, lightly. It's important for us to come here and worship God. But how many knows that you're the temple of God? And wherever you go, God is. in. He's He's, He's in you by the Holy Spirit. You're the temple of God. Paul said, know you not that you are the temple of God and that God dwells in you. The Spirit of God dwells in you. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. God is with you, church. He's with you. I say he's with you. Yes, he is. Ma. Well, JT, I, you know, I, I know some people and I, I just can't believe that God could be with them. I mean, God has a whole lot better temper than most of us, Come on. and he can hang with some people that none of us can ever hang with. That's right. When the going gets tough, <laughs> you look around, and some people's gone. When another anxiety attack hits you, God is there with you. When there's nobody there, some of y'all are facing the reality of being by yourself, but you're not by yourself. I said, you're not by yourself. God is with you. It doesn't matter who you have in your life. You may have nobody, but God is with you. Hallelujah. He that sent us is great. Mom, you can come to piano. God, the third promise, God promises to never be absent. He's always there, always. Amen. He says, come on. wherever you go, Joshua, come on. I'm with you. Right there, I'm with you. This is a good one, and I can't stay on these long. God promises, thirdly, to make your way prosperous. And then I put a big, if, right here, I, if you follow His word. He told Joshua, he said, let the book of the law, don't let it depart from your lips. He said, meditate in it every day and every night. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us can say we read our Bible every day and every night? You don't have to raise your hand, But you know what he told Joshua? This is good. Some of y'all are waiting for God to prosper you. Some of us are sitting down saying, Lord, prosper me. But he said, and if you'll not turn from it, you. Go to the 8th verse. 8th verse. Bottom of the 8th verse is probably the second part of it. Look look at this. Some of y'all are waiting for God to prosper you. But it says, for then, once you, the book of the law depart from your mouth and you meditate in it, that you may observe everything that's written in it, then you shall make your way prosperous. Y'all got to get this. Some of us are waiting for God to prosper us. And, to, and prosperity does not just mean money. We, we limit it to money. But but how many knows that money can't buy joy? Money can't buy peace. Money can't buy thankfulness. Money can't buy grace. Money can't buy those things. That's the prosperity of God. And He will bless you in the financial area. He will do that. But He said, if you will walk in My Word, and if you will meditate in My Word, you will. Not I. He said, you have the decision. If you want to walk in my word, then you're going to make your own way prosperous. The Bible says what? The the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If if you walk in God's word, then your way that you're walking will become prosperous. You'll see the blessings of God. You'll have joy. Uh, You'll have peace that passes all understanding. He said, if you'll walk in my word. Grandmother always told me, JT, don't preach anything but the Bible. She said, there's a lot of preachers. She said, one time she'd come up. And, and one of the preachers uh, was preaching something that wasn't out of the Bible. And she asked him, what are you doing? And he said, well, I just thought this was pretty good. And she said, well, when you get to preaching out of the Bible again, you can start preaching here in Oakwood Full Gospel. But until you start preaching out of the Bible, you can sit down. We need to preach the Word of God, and God will make it good. and make it good. The same for us. Let me tell you something. If you'll just read this thing, you've got your answer right here on. in your mouth. What did he say? I preached on it all back and I'm closing. Mom's at the piano, so y'all can feel real comfortable. She's at the piano. He said, and I, and I preached on this, you know, the only thing that's eternal that you can touch right now, the only thing. It's not your body. Because this body is flesh, and you're gonna have to have a new body to go to heaven, and glorify God. And God will do that in a rapture. But it's not not your house. It's not your vehicle. You can't touch these church pews. And they're not eternal. But there's one thing that you can hold in your hand and physically touch that's eternal. And it's the Bible. It's the Bible. It'll never pass away. It'll never fade away. God's Word will never fade away. God, look at this. We've all heard these verses. Isaiah 55 and 10. Uh, Psalms 106. Blessed are they that keep the judge, keep judgment and do with righteousness at all times. He said if you do that, if you follow me, uh, my words, you're blessed. Then he said in Isaiah 55 and 10. He said, uh, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven returns not thither and waters the earth and makes it to bring forth but, and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that which goes forth out of my mouth. And it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And watch this. And it shall prosper my, yes. my, uh, uh, uh. In the thing where I sent it. If you want to truly prosper, get in the word of God. Amen. God said, I will bless you. I will bless your faith in me. He said first. And then he said, He promised that he never fail us. And he promised that he'd never be absent. And he promised that he'd make our way prosperous if we follow his word. And the last one is for some of y'all in this place. This is where God spoke. And I'm just gonna, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do is mom well, play softly. The last one, God promised to give us rest. Rest. Verse 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest. Now I'm not talking sleep, although he will do that too. If you don't have the rest of God, you're probably not going to get a good night's sleep. What does that word rest mean? Listen to this. To not be anxious. To not be consumed by worry, stress, and anxiety. That's what rest, that's what God means by rest. Yeah. To not be anxious and to not be consumed This is three things that consume people. I mean, it will destroy their their entire life. Worry, stress, and anxiety. And God says you don't have to have those things. He said, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but what? Of power, love, and of a sound mind. A sound mind. A mind that's not running here and here and here and trying to be anxious over everything and worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. But a mind that's at rest. There's some people in here that your mind has not been at rest and you can't remember the last time that you've experienced rest and not been anxious and not been worried and not been stressed. Listen, stress can do something to a person. There is a study. Doctors say that stress can cause sickness. It can cause disease. It can do things. It can do harm to our physical body. Stress can. But God said, you don't have to have that stress. I've called you to rest. Called you to rest. And what did he say? Jesus said, we all know that verse. Come unto me, all ye that heavy laden and labor, and I will what? Give you rest. He'll give you rest. Oh, and he said this. Listen to this. 2 Thessalonians. This is where I'm closing. 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 6 through 8. Listen to this, how good this is. And understand this. For each person in here as we close. Hallelujah. There's some of us that have had enough. We've had all we can take with our job. Somebody's like, boy, you're reading my mail, JT. Come on, come on. And I say, JT, that's pretty easy. That's not a word from God. I didn't say God said it. Come on. I'm just saying, there's some of us that have been pushed to the very edge. And we're stressed out. We're, I mean, we're plumb stressed out. Yeah. We can't even gather our thoughts. We gather. We can't gather our thoughts. We're so stressed. Some of y'all are there? I remember, yes. There's some in here. Like God put this in my spirit that is so stressed and so anxious by the state of this world that what you're anxious about is what I'm getting to. You're anxious about how am I going to make it financially? Some of y'all are very stressed about that right now. I feel like God put that in my spirit. But listen to this. All these terrible things that's going on in the world right now, and you think they're going to get away with it? They're not. I promise you. See, it is righteous, a righteous thing, God said, to recomp- recompense tribulation uh, to them that trouble you. Everything bad that's happening, all the terrible things that's going on, and we sit back and say, How are they going to get away? They're not going to get away with it. Right. Yes. But don't let that trouble you because go to the next one. Yeah. Paul said, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Hallelujah. Rest because God's promised you rest. With us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven in His with His mighty angels. Amen. That's where I'm resting. That Jesus is coming back. This world's not my home. This ain't all that there is to it. But Jesus is coming back, and I can rest in Him. The Bible says in Hebrews that there is a rest for the people of God. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do as we close this service. You guys remember those promises and remember those five promises, but that last one, God put it specifically on my heart, and I know there's a few of you that need to stand and say, JT, I need that risk. Uh, There's nothing wrong with you standing and saying that, but that's what I want you to The reason I want you to stand is it's a a step of faith. And I want you to stand and say, JT, that was me you was talking about with the job or with the worry about the finances or whatever. And I believe God is going to lift that burden. I feel like he's going to lift that burden tonight. If you need that rest, if you want to experience the rest of God as she sings, whatever she sings, I just want you to stand. Right now, right now, stand and say, JT, I want to walk in that rest. I want to rest with the people of God. I want to rest in what God has for me. Just say, right now, I will lose every burden, every worry that I'm worried about. I'm losing all the stress. I'm losing all the anxiety. I'm giving it to Jesus. I'm casting my cares on Him. I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in trust and trust in that faith. He's going to give me that rest in the name of Jesus.